Hey folks, TC Fleming here, and you are listening to the It's Just Banter feed. However, what you're about to hear is not It's Just Banter. It's the first episode of a brand new podcast that I'm doing that I'm quite excited about. It's uh, me and my friend Alex Stevens. We met at a uh, therapeutic boarding school for high-risk adolescents. That's where I went to high school. Uh, He was there as well, and uh, we talk about that experience. I don't think that that's uh, the only thing we're going to talk about over the course of you know what we're doing here, but uh, certainly the focus of uh, the, the first several episodes. So uh, we're going pretty informal. Don't have an intro or anything. Just kind of hopping into the conversation. So you're uh, you're going to hear a sound effect here, and then the podcast. And I really hope you enjoy it. So I would like to talk. Uh, I would like to start. You know, I I, I think this is going to be probably a lot of stories, a series of stories. I can't wait. And I agree. And I have a very archetypal, like, stories is something, like, telling stories is something, like, evolved very naturally, like, you know, of, uh, you can't, most, like, little kids obviously can't do it, like, they kind of suck at it. They include a lot of details that are wrong. I mean, they do it in their own style, like, it's got its own thing, you know, Um, but. uh, There are very few toddlers in writer's rooms. I agree. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, And like, you know, so it's, it's a, it tends to be like a a smooth, long evolution. And, but I do have a moment where I can recall being in a specific conversation where it's like, all right, so you want to tell a story? Here's what you got to do. Cause, cause I, whenever I first arrived at it, at the, uh, the boarding school that we went to, the high risk, We'll Therapeutic boarding school for high risk adolescents that uh, that you and I both attended. My name's T C Fleming. Your name's Alex Stevens. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I uh, I I would basically just want to like tell people about my friends because I really missed my friends and I liked my friends. Um, and so I would you know constantly being the like oh yeah, th- what you said that's kind of like me and my friend. Except it didn't have, like, any structure. It was just, like, I would just fucking, like, plop out this, uh, like, memory, just all of it. You know, it would not be a, in narrative form. And, uh, and yeah, it, uh, it, I, I remember where I was in the lodge, the, uh, the main building of, uh, of our, our area where, like, the, the social things would happen. And I was sitting across the table from you and got through with one of these, like, just fucking word plops of, like, uh, you know, oh, yeah, mac and cheese. Sometimes we used to make mac and cheese, me and my friends. You know? <laughs> you know? Like, that's not a story. Um, and, uh, and, and you were like, all right, so here's how you have to do this. <laughs> you, you did have to step it up. Start yeah. out, introduce the characters. Just be like, all right, it was me. It was Mike. It was it. And then, like, say where you are. (laughs) And then, then, like, you know, start with everything. Uh, And I don't know. uh, You know, thank you. Like, I I needed that lesson. (laughs) And I feel like it served me. uh, You know, like, it's not even like the the advice you gave in that moment was like, uh, I I mean, it was fine. But it, it made me identify, like, this is something, it's a skill there's a way to work on it. It's like a stru- it like gave me a structure for getting better, a ladder I could climb. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like the things I've been thinking about after you said that to me, whenever I was a fucking fourteen year old in two thousand one, uh, 
uh, you know, is, has led us to here in ways that none of us could have imagined. So, I don't something to consider. Yeah, dude. I mean, for the listener, we did not plan this. Uh, TC said he had an anecdote to start with, um, and I just uh, am. I don't know what to say because, to the extent I was ever a teacher. I've long been surpassed, as that story you just told demonstrates, because it was great, and I didn't even realize, you know, that you were doing the thing. Thank you, but that's bullshit. You th- like you're, uh, no, you- it was better than you, the way you told it when you told it to me this summer. Okay. Because I was going to say, when you told it to me this summer, it was like, I think I did cry. Like, I mean, I, was, I had help. But (laughs) uh, as we'll get to, I'm sure eventually, but like it meant so much to me because you are such a great storyteller. And I knew we had had like conversations like that. I mean, that's all the the sentence you just gave. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, like when I hear it, when you saying that, like, I'm, I really appreciate it. But like, I don't, I think I just would have like had a heart attack or something at 14 just because I, it's a weird dynamic because like, uh, now we're at an age where like our age differences are like not nearly as noticeable. We're going through more or less the same thing, sure. but I was a freshman year senior for the listener. I, say, <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. Going no, on. Yeah. No. But yeah. Might as well be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, most people can recall like, uh, dynamics of like, if one of the seniors said something positive about you and you're a freshman, sure, of course, that has a specific meaning yeah. for everyone. Yeah, uh, so I don't, I don't even know. Uh, I, I wish I could go back and tell that guy. Like one day, he's gonna be like, you know what, you did it, you learned how. <laughs> I mean it, dude. I mean, obviously, I'm not the first person to say this, but you know, I, I really, I feel great sitting here watching the the storyteller in his prime. <laughs> it's wonderful now it's too thick now you're laying it on too thick <laughs> no i think it's good man i think it uh it brings us to one of the points that we've kind of circled around which is um you know i don't know if we want to talk about our tag for the podcast or what i think you did it basically in telling that story another reason why it was good and i'll stop the compliments <laughs> but we are two guys who met at uh, a boarding school in conroe texas at the turn of the millennium, I would say, around 9-11, which is an organizing event, at least for me, with respect to my time there. Um, You know, and we'll we'll get to our different experiences. But uh, there's certainly, you know, all kinds of emotions along the way. Um, And we're not here to shy away from any of them, but that also includes the good ones. And I am grateful that we reunited. I'm grateful we're doing this right now and that we have stories like that. So, you know, that's what we're here to do. I I think there are good, positive experiences to take from it. Uh, Sometimes it involves treading through the negative uh, or, you know, what felt like the negative at the time. Still might, um, you know, depending on how you look at it. I'd say, if anything, I view more of it as negative now than I did in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I I think that's going to be a, you know... We'll see, but I I feel like a major focus is going to be the degree to which they succeeded in training you to view those things through the lens that they wanted them to be viewed towards of like, yeah, I know it looks like we're abusing you, but actually this is like a Miyagi, Danielson kind of thing. Sure. And at the time, I like it just would have been hard not to give that thought an audience in your head. 
Oh, of like, like you, the, this is a uh, Miyagi thing. But like looking back now, it's like, no, it's just abuse. Okay. I certainly don't contest that point, obviously. Um, and I agree that there are a lot of experiences. There was no shortage of experiences that at the time uh, caused me to think this is fucked up, obviously. Um, There's days where I was like, you know, they just, there are people who that would just wake up every day thinking about helping kids and they're doing their best to help these kids. Well, well hold on. I'm not sure. I, are you saying you the woke program up? administrators were waking up thinking, how can I help these kids? How can I reach these kids? <laughs> I agree. I agree that there were days when they woke up fully. First of all, we watched that movie a lot. Were you there during that era? I know it was a South Park too. But yeah, I'm just thinking about the South Park. Do you know the movie? Stay, hardball? I think it's called... No, what's that? We watch Hardball. I don't know what that is. I uh, don't think I do. I think it's... Who is it? Oh, it's Keanu Reeves is... Uh, oh, I do know. Yeah. The baseball coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. replacements? Or did he make two? He made two. Th- nice, dude. I mean, he probably made more than two. He made his own prestige and illusionist. Yes. That's, that is a meta prestige. I mean... Move. They're very de- hardball. Like they both deal with sports, but like they deal with it in different ways. Hardball, he's teaching the uh, kids. Yeah, is that hardball or the replacement? The that's, replacements that's are like hardball. Losers. The replacements is that uh, he's a scab NFL player, and it's just about <laughs> the team. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I know. I thought they were both baseball coach movies. No, no, no. Okay. Replacements is about scabs in an NFL strike. I think that they don't say NFL, but obviously that's the, what they're talking the about. The prominent football league's players all go on strike or just one team? All go on strike. And they the Which m- did happen. I don't know if you know that. It was before we were alive. The or before I was every alive. Every NFL probably player were. went on strike in the eighties. And they got scabs. And the NFL brought in replaced the league in its entirety. Like with, same jerseys. Please, first of all, we call them replacement workers, dude. I'm just kidding. I do not, dude. Don't, don't you fucking. Yeah, no, but I did. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, well, you know, I'm, go on. Yeah. I'm not really here to talk about the 1983 NFL. No, strike. but I had no idea that happened. So they fully d- did the replacements? Yeah, that's why. I mean, they, before the movie, you like, know, that was the inspirational or inspiration for the movie. That's so, the, the content they're working oh, on. Oh, for real? Okay. But, you know, I mean, they change I details. literally curious. Like, where do they get these guys? How do they do it? Like, college players who weren't good enough to play in the NFL. Who were just kind of like, they had tried, they had a but list of But they had graduated from, from college, practice squads. They did, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And was there, to uh, you, did you Sean Payton was the Bears quarterback for a couple games. He was a scab. Yeah. Sean, that's what I was going to ask you. Did, like, any of them become anything? Was there any, like, cultural... I'd, if, if any of them made an impact playing after the strike ended, I don't recall that. But like but, I said, it's before I was born. But the strike ended and some of them either continued to play or went I on I don't to think play. so. I think that so they you, were... Only Sean Payton is the only one you know that made the transition. But he didn't like continue on as the Bears quarterback. He later became... He, I don't he really became know a coach. Oh, see, so yeah, I'm. Yeah, no, he's a coach. He's he the never coach played the, the NFL right after, now. as you put it, scabbing. Yeah, correct. Okay. I mean, okay. as any reasonable, big-hearted <laughs> person would put it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the listener, well, obviously, this is not the focus of this episode, but you know, labor relations are very important to both of us. I think probably more important to you 
these days. Paradoxically, yeah. Yeah, but I have management brain still. But, you know, I don't mean anything by questioning TC on this, but I will say, you know, I do think, okay. I think I would turn it off after you said that if I were listening to someone talk would about you really? management Well, don't brain. do that yet, dude. Or turn it off if you fucking want, dude. Go ahead. Let's polarize those people. Not out. here to listen to management brain Well, I'm people. not either, dude. But that's why I'm asking you these questions and not being like, actually, scabs are good. Like, I'm not saying that, I dude. Hear you. Yeah. But what I am saying, or what I was about to say, is scabs are people. So uh, they are often... Can't deny um, that. They are temporarily making more money than the people they're scabbing, uh, which is, you know, how it works. But emphasis on the temporarily. That's why I was curious, like, did anyone, like, Tony Romo out afterwards? You know what I mean? Like, someone that wasn't that good, but then it turned out they were... I'm just, Did that happen to Keanu? I don't recall. Because um, it would be interesting to know the culture, like, how does that work? Because often it's, you know, like you're saying, like, fuck them, they cross the line. Which, like, I get it, dude. Like, if that's... There's a long history, like that's how you draw, you know, who you treat. Yeah, like of course I understand way. the people who are like they're they are going to pay me a lot of money now. I mean, you know, like someone like Sean Payton would be like, I get to play a football game in Soldier Field. Do you know how big of a deal that is to me? Um, personal history, which I don't know, makes a big difference. Maybe this is just me bragging with no anything else behind it. I'm willing to be open to that possibility. Brag, dude. But uh we we uh, you know, um our families are uh Commingled, intermixed. Sean Payton? Um, Is that a brag? He's a scab, dude. It's kind of a big deal. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's not primarily known as a scab. That's how you see him. Most people don't even know that he was a scab. Well, it sounds like they know him as a person. I would think. And I think that's good. That's what I'm saying. There's more to these people. I can always understand them as a person, but like, well, what, what about the fucking person you're replacing, dude? I care about you as much as you care about them. Well, dude, not to get too labor law it definitely depends on, like, in terms of how they actually affect the, the person they're, they're scabbing or replacing or whatever, um, if they're permanent or temporary. Because and that's a whole labor law issue where, like, everybody likes to talk about fucking i don't even remember all the but okay i do remember this the the amendment of the nlra the taft harley act everyone's like that is where it got gutted dude that's like you know the disgraceful fall from eden sure i mean i am not a historian but i will say in terms of like practical effects one under discussed element i would say because it's less old it, but it's uh you know, like most labor things, it's happening in administrative decisions or court decisions. Very little legislation is actually going on. Uh, that's why people like to point to 1947, I think, in some ways. But whatever decision it was, I don't even remember when it was, but I think it was like in the 80s where they said you could permanently replace. That had to be decided. That was the air traffic controllers, right? I don't think so. That's not? Because, I mean, they did permanently. They fired all the air traffic controllers. Yeah, I remember that, and I now that you mention that, I also think the case I'm thinking of is around the same time, and I also think the air traffic controller thing is like the 1947 amendment in that it's an event. It looms large in my mind. For sure. Well, in the, the popular labor discourse, it was, I think, certainly assigned the meaning of a turning point. Something matters when the president does it, first of all, or endorses it. Um and I don't even know if air traffic... It's like, what are the substantial life-changing strikes like after that? 
Well, I remember in the 90s when UPS went on strike. That was like when I learned what a strike was. There was a summer when I UPS went that. on strike in the 90s. You know, that's what, uh, to some degree, to a large is. degree, uh, what Jake's dad, like that, that was, or yeah, you do that, right? I don't. He was, uh, I, I always, I'm pretty sure it was UPS, but like, he was management. Like, he was oh, there shit. to like fucking. Well, there people too knock like skulls of these uh in <laughs> his uh his grandpa his dad's dad was uh uh like union man his whole life that's an interesting dynamic so they would just you know sit around debating the merits of the structure in there once once both of them are retired and not you know actively involved or the, no stakes anymore to just be wow. like yeah you that would you be know, quite a podcast dude i would love to hear it yeah dude i wonder like who swayed whom or who was hiding how they felt more. I would think the union guy, if they were worth anything as a union, would feel... I mean, he was like living off the pension they negotiated actively as they were having this talk, so he felt pretty strongly. Yeah, it's uh, pretty sick to be like, <laughs> yeah. do, do you like that couch? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you go to college? Like, yeah. Do you know how I paid for it? Like, that would be... Yeah, and I think that's... You should give credit where it's due, dude. I mean, definitely. That's what I'm saying, like we were talking about earlier. About just like you can't eliminate every blind spot, so sometimes you have to move on. So I was saying, if you're in a union on strike, I understand why you have to be like, "Fuck these scabs," you know what I mean? But I think if someone scabbed in the '80s or whatever, and they're listening to this right now, and they're like, "These guys hate me," I would say at least one half of them is willing to uh, see the possibility that you're the Sean Payton of whatever the fuck you do. I mean, again, you know? dude. I've, I feel about you the way We're that about you, the whole person I, here. I care. I have the empathy for you that you had for those uh, striking workers. Oh, yeah. Well, I hear you, but like, let's give them an opportunity to be better. I'm not a fucking dummy. You like, definitely. And fool me once. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if, I exactly. agree. I agree, dude. I'm not saying let's third Mike a scab, dude. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm just saying our time at the school for me, an important takeaway. The only way, it literally is like, the biggest thing I think for the listener, like we, like TC said, uh, knew each other at this boarding school, but we did not leave at the same time. So we kind of like lived whole adult lives afterwards. And only recently, like I would say a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Since whenever I got, in my opinion, fired from my job due to many factors, uh, and I have not been able to rule out my time uh, at Excel Academy, you know, as, as one of the important ones. But, you know, it's an, another battle. You know, you get fired and you're like, fuck these people. But then you're like, at least with me, I'm like, <laughs> it's not that hard to put myself in their shoes and, and imagine why you might want to fire me. You know what I mean? Uh, in fact, yeah. I, I can imagine many more reasons than the ones they gave me. And, you know, you have to sort that out when you decide how to proceed after you get fired. You know, as you discussed, you know, recently in a different context. I, uh, I do, I have a hard time, like, sometimes I don't feel like I have an opinion on something. You know, like, I have two that are equally felt that are on exact opposite sides. Like, when I'm thinking about certain factors... I can see why someone would have fired me. Other times, I feel like it's obvious that the injustice that they have done is like, you know, in any reasonable society would carry significant consequences. You for know what I mean? For sure. For sure. And I, I mean, I think that goes, it was interesting. Like, 
I mean, we will get to obviously so many topics, but a big part of this place was like using the language, I would say, of self-help, the 12 steps, and overall spirituality, I would say, with a Christian tinge that was sometimes more prominent, sometimes less apparent, um, to really brutalize children. Uh, you know, so it sucks that people can like parade around the Bible and use it to hurt people. Um, but at the same time, like they can't stop to the extent, you know, and I think there is wisdom in the Bible. Like, I think there's a lot of universally beneficial things there. Even somebody like trying to do evil with it can't help. Like the light shines out Like that's out not the full cracks. picture of the Bible. Fuck no. It's not like the, 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 you know, if you want to explain like what the Bible is to be like, it's a tool you can use as a cudgel <laughs> against children. Yeah, no, definitely. That's clearly not the full picture. Yeah, but it can be that too. But it but is that. Even yeah. when it's that, it's never wholly that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I do, there are things where like the good shines through. And so one of those for me was being forced to memorize the Our Father prayer. Like it just was, I don't know if you were there. Forced when to it, memorize? Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Like fully, I'm, I'm not, just saying. Like, I'm not, what if, I'm not what Catholic you, like that, dude. I'm culturally. Well, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> force the memory. Like, we do it once a service. I've, I've, I've. I don't recall a time where I didn't know it. Yeah, well, I'm not. Again, like, dude, I'm. I need to have a talk with your folks, dude. I, I that would be a podcast in itself as well. I don't well. feel like they raised you right. I mean, you know, I've suggested as much to them over the years, but, you know, I, I have come around on that. I think they did their best, and I'm happy sitting here with the result. Now's a good a time as any to say that, you know. Sure. I think the, the whole person analysis goes, it's like everything. I mean, you I mean, saw, you can sweep incredible evil under the rug with that yeah, attitude, and, obviously. And that actually is an easier blind spot for me for whatever reason. I am happier just because you can only have so many villains like in your life. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about my own parents so much as we've had our own discussions like enough to look back. We've talked about, you know, I don't even want to get into it, but fucking sometimes you look at kids and you're like, wow, I'm, you're lucky. All you got was sent to Excel instead of like, you should still be in jail. Like if you had gotten caught under other circumstances, you would be. It's Some honestly, kids have that story, yeah. It's weird that you're here and you're lucky. Uh, and it's like, it's weird to think about. Um, but there are other kids where it's like, yo. You told me about a kid that did a robbery last time we were together. Yeah, and I'm I mean, like, still have not been able to process that. Like, I don't know. He just, of all the people I've ever like, that fucking blows my mind. I know. And I mean, to me, it's like, it is insane. But it's like, to think about what you have to be in to make, to think that those are good You do decisions. learn, like, how far people can drift from a version of themselves. Shit. Man. Like, because they, like, kids, you very much, in certain ways, like, were allowed and encouraged to be, like, more childlike in some ways, like the innocence. In some ways you were infantilized. Yeah. Forcefully and brutally infantilized, made to pantomime. I think that that wasn't necessarily, it was somewhat a motivation of the staff. But I, I think. Some levels it was like a subconscious, like what they wanted. I think that's what a lot of parents were paying for. Yeah. I they mean, I they think remembered we, how cute you were when you were like seven. They remember how much they loved that kid. 
that didn't tell him to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And whatever they said, like, hey, if you give us $50,000 a year, we'll get him back. Yep. That's what they were paying for, 100%. Yeah, I think that's right. And can I just go off real quick about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I think one of the, like, meta tensions maybe uh, in, like, our discussions always about this is, like, how much is good and how much is bad and what should you focus on? Mm-hmm. Because I do think it's, like, and this, you know, predates Excel in many ways and it applies to many things, you know, in my life. Uh, I do try to look at the good. Like, I think it's out of necessity, you know, and, and sometimes things can get so rough that it's like, that's the only thing keeping you going. But, you know, to your point, it's like, do you want your blind spot to be like that scab, you know, probably maybe couldn't keep his lights on if he didn't fucking scab that month or, you know, whatever. The kid didn't get shoes for school, whatever. Um you can't afford that blind spot if you're leading a strike. <laughs> you like you're you're derelict in duties you have taken on to the people in your organization. Yeah, what about the fucking shoes of the guys that are trying to get a living wage here? Yeah. Like by striking. Yeah, 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 for sure, dude. And and I think there's a way of looking at it and I don't I I don't feel like mounting a case against it, which is a weird way of saying I agree with it and maybe that's like management brain. That's how you have to like kind of like I think that's why it's helpful you know, to engage in kind of the back and forth. Um, but fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. But uh, what did I just agree with? The fucking, oh yeah, 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 the, the shoes. There's a way of saying, dude, the strike is kind of for everybody. Even you, scab. Because it's like, you're being treated like shit. For, oh yeah. Like, you're out on your ass in two months. That's why that decision was such a big deal, dude. Because you basically got to, the NFL got to say like, we don't like any of you motherfuckers because you went on strike. We're keeping the replacements and there's nothing you can do about it. You technically can't say you laid them off. And if the replacements quit, the old striking workers have to be on a preferential recall list. So you're not laid off. It's like if Keanu is like, you know, I'm going to go be in the matrix, the top quarterback or whoever is going to get the call. Like there's time limits or whatever. But it's like, that makes a strike so scary, or perhaps it made, before that, a strike very easy, you know, and AKA scary for management. Yeah. Because, like, these motherfuckers can walk out and we have to give them their jobs back. Like, that's a meaningful part of being a union. So when you, like, that's a, your life has just changed if you're management with a union. Because the implicit... You know, by the time you're making it explicit, you should just fire the person, in my opinion, because you've lost them, where you're just like, take a walk. You know, you can go face the breadline or find another job. If you can't permanently replace a striker, you can't really say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's interesting to think about. I mean, I think these are kind of the things where, like we were talking about earlier, it's like there's the labor press, which is very pro-labor, and the media is increasingly unionizing which is super interesting to think about um and it has effects uh at the same time there's a huge bifurcation in there's like the business labor press which is obviously a different perspective they'll call a union lawyer for sure and can like get a quote and a perspective and i've never known a shy union lawyer in my life so it's not like you know they're not asserting themselves at the bargaining table but in the popular discourse it does seem like there's like the the polls sometimes result in, you know, two echo chambers 
a little bit. So one thing I think that will come up just as we see the media unionize is maybe a little management brain. But I do appreciate you sharing your perspective because I think it's, it's usually there's like a lot to benefit from that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I can see you glazing over, dude. Our uh, father. Don't accuse me. <laughs> um, well, dude, all I was going to say is, dude, do you mean it or not when you say in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us? And after we first reconnected, remember, you know, we talked about all that, like, we'll get into it all. I don't want to, like, you know, hijack that whole discussion or for that whole discussion. But I would say I was sitting right in that couch, dude, meditating like a few days later. And I was like thinking through the words of the Our Father, which is kind of like a mantra, almost like a mind clearing thing at this point, because I've been doing it for so long. But because, you know, my mind was considerably more open, I was, uh, I was like, shit, dude, you have to fucking mean that, dude. Because like at bottom, like in many, including my conception of forgiveness, it's like, that's a person just like me. And when I think of things I've done wrong, I always know I had a fucking reason. I just, it turned out it wasn't the right one. I'm sorry. You know, and it's like, it's probably true. Like you said, dude, they were waking up thinking like, they weren't like, fuck these kids. I don't care if they live or die. They were like, I deeply care. And the only way they'll live is if I fucking, you know, X, Y, Z, which is, you know. That's not the main thing that was going on, dude. I agree. I'm not saying it's not the main thing, but I'm saying to acknowledge that it happened at all. They wanted to present <coughs> that that was 100% of what was occurring when it was actually about 5%, and 95 was that they had had a lot of bad things happen to them that had broken them in very specific ways where, like, you know, like they, they, they had a need for control that was no different than uh, the need for cocaine of, you know, or of fucking heroin, whatever, whatever in your mind is the worst addiction you could possibly have, where, like, you are absolutely controlled by, uh, what's the movie, uh, Ben is Back, uh, there's a Julia Roberts and, um, not familiar, Lucas, uh, Lucas Haas, Hedges, uh, Pearl Harbor, no, I mean, I don't remember Pearl Harbor, dude. I got a Pearl Harbor pre-Excel story. We can get to that later if you want. I don't All want to tell I saw it right was now. Like, I was in trouble when we watched it at Excel. I saw, like, from the back of the I was happy to not room. watch it. It didn't look tight. Like, that Pe- was People were feeling. really mad at me the night that I watched Pearl Harbor. Do you want to jump in? No, because I, I want to tell you this kind Lucas of Hedges story. Okay, it is Lucas Hedges, not Lucas Haas? Yeah, I'm, per- I'm pretty sure. I'm less interested. It's you, a good movie. You got me thinking you were telling a pussy posse story, dude. No, I mean, I no, it's, it's a recent movie. It was like within the last like three years, it was Julia Roberts made a movie about like having a son who comes home from rehab and like, uh, oh shit, is just yeah, fucking, I saw like, the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's just about the uh, focus features type. He tries so hard not to do heroin and like, you know, it just, it just, it does a good job of illustrating how difficult it is for him to like not actively engage in the thing that he knows is going to kill him and just is like, you know, I can't fight if I gotta die I gotta die and uh, that's like the need I feel like they had for control and like you know as best I can tell continue to experience to this day like you know they they just had to be moving around these pieces you know and like they did not care what impact that was having on the person that was being moved why, it's just a fucking piece i agree we're just here to feed their addiction dude but their, why was the control so important to them do you think i mean i'm sure that they wish that to, on some extent that like 
they have an idealized version of like if only someone had been doing this for me then i could have been protected from these things that hurt me so terribly much i agree yeah and the way to be safe now is to exert such control over everyone in my environment that they No, I get it. I have all kinds of sympathy in my heart for the yeah, people so that did, to, to did me, me wrong this when way. When I was sitting on the couch, you know, meditating on that, it's like, well, I know whenever I did wrong. I've never run an abusive boarding school, dude. Like, and I probably never will. I'll never run any boarding schools. I think there's no danger of that. But I've certainly done things I regret because I wanted to like not feel, you know, negative emotions again. To be like, I was stupid, you know, I let other people decide things that I never should have and I'm never going to, you know, feel that way again. And so I'm always going to make sure I'm in charge of like what happens to me, what my life is like. Of course. You know, I think in some ways it's just like just more nuanced. It's, it's a self-defeating strategy to try to control everyone around you. Like maybe that's how I got there. Like seeing that at Excel being like, they're still not getting what they actually want. You can tell like Clearly. there's still terror in their hearts. Yeah. Like anytime they realize they're not in control, which they never were because they were trying to force it. You could see flashes. And it I was, mean, the burdens that wore on them were obvious. I mean, like the primary administrator, there was times where like, she literally couldn't get out of bed. For sure, dude. I mean, it takes like, a psychic toll. Like months. But doesn't where that... Where it's like she just can't me, get out of bed. I feel that that is the part of her that needs forgiveness and that should get it. That Like, who knows what she would have been doing if she was out of bed. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that was a, the part of her that knew that that was wrong. And I agree that's a sin, dude. To turn away from the part of you that tells you you got to do something different, you're better than this, it might hurt, but you got to grow in, in this direction instead of the direction you're going. It's I've turned away from that, dude, and I've I regret it every time. And I I try to know. I mean, I don't ever want to do it again. I know I'll be. You know, there there will be times, but yeah, I don't I, know, dude. I, I know what you're with, saying. I just like I, I none of what you were saying is wrong. I agree with all of it. But we are fucking. This is the first <laughs> thirty-three minutes that Damn, we have publicly dude. discussed this. All right, so agree and to like, disagree, dude. No, no, I think it's the not Bible agree to applies, disagree. I think Jesus meant them when he said that's how you should pray. I, I didn't no, include we, we can all. do that. That's it's all, not dude. the first all, thing I'm doing, that's dude. All, dude. I'll just point to the big man, and we can move on. This isn't their podcast Jesus about have about their life and, and what happened to them. Yeah, dude. No, dude, I don't have a different view. I have the exact same view. Okay. It's just about what you're fucking like prioritizing and forefronting. I agree, I agree. And dude. like, I'm not here to defend them. They can do that. And their I lawyers fucking, will. <laughs> I'm here to talk about what happened to me and I how it affected agree, me. Dude. And that's and, why that is why And the here. entire experience of the school was just like, like they the only thing that got discussed was that, was, was how great of a job they're doing, was how much that they're sacrificing for you. And like their narrative was advanced the entire time and if i stood up and said like actually this is really hurting me in these ways i would have gotten yelled at they would have told me to shut the fuck up it would have been a fucking it would have wrecked my life for a month it would be fucking a long time before like the consequences of me uttering one sentence of like actually i think this is a bad idea would be so and the that's only why way i would just add you're only, right you're right entirely thank you about but so are you dude obviously yeah. i mean people say there can't be two alphas but this podcast proves them wrong <laughs> i think because we, we agree with each other so much and even when we disagree i feel like it's like i kind of see where you're coming from but here i fully agree like i would go further 
the only way the consequences would have ever abated would have been if you basically got down on your knees and yes. over emphatically not just said you were wrong but said how right they are after the 20th time that i like said i'm a piece of shit you're fucking god or you know i can't tell the difference between god and you perhaps literally said that yeah like, they, there were times when it more extreme stuff than that then was, they'd be like part of the litany all right you can go from jumpsuit to red shirt yeah yeah for sure so and I'm not sucks, here, guys. dude, this, this podcast first. And that was the only other thing I wanted to say It's never my intention to put forth their perspective. I'm putting forth my perspective. I don't think I have seen, like you said, no evidence of the beginning of even an acknowledgement that forgiveness could ever be appropriate. And so it, it's, it's something I do for me, like, because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And we but don't it, have to get with, into it now. with any kind of like forgiveness or like, uh, this came up a lot with the Kavanaugh stuff, right? Uh, and it's not the exact same, a little, but you know, let's see if we can take some go, wisdom go from there. there. Dude, go for it, yeah. Uh, of just you know, people would be like, "This is something he did when he was eighteen. He's like, you know, he hasn't done it in a long time. Allegedly. Like his actions have like, you know, represented someone who like doesn't want to do that now. And so like, can't we just evaluate?" Like this Wait, wasn't you're even talking, okay. This wasn't even in his like adult life. Who's so saying this though? That's why I said allegedly because I feel like people were either like he did it and he shouldn't be a judge, or he didn't do it and he should be a judge. No one was like maybe he did it, but he's who's saying maybe it? People, the decision makers, dude. The people who are in the, oh, the people like, in yeah, the yeah, Senate yeah, yeah, who yeah. are in the middle of or like their bosses, who are on dude. the line. Their bosses on I, the line. Let's be real, dude. Their bosses. What? Maybe you don't agree with me on that. This, the bosses of the United States senators who tell them what to do. We're okay with Kavanaugh. Yeah, I mean, that's but I'm saying like, like there were there were there were people who voted to confirm Kavanaugh. Yeah, who yeah, were yeah. key votes, like the, sure. the final oh, okay, votes okay. needed. But there were very few non-party. That, that whenever you talk to them, would say like, "Listen, I heard everything that she said. I heard it. It breaks my heart." But she's implicitly crazy. And we're so, here to talk about a fuck. No, 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 no. Well, that's the way I always heard it. No, was, no, no, it was no. Like, look, like Lisa Murkowski was not out there fucking some, like saying she's a piece of that. No, uh, it wasn't. She's a piece, of shit. a piece of shit. No, it was. Or no, that she dude, doesn't know what she talks it was about. Like, oh, no, she bro. Would, it was like, fu it was like a version of concern trolling where it was like, look, something happened to her. Okay. And that's terrible. And she's clearly dealing with it. And like she said, it affects your memory. And so we don't know if it was him where she's just latching on and there's a, you know, why is it now? Blah, blah. And this is not how I feel. I cannot overemphasize that. I think dude. you're mischaracterized. Some, like, some, well, I'm you're, saying you're that's how I heard some it. Of it. That's how I heard it, dude. But and I don't think that they would be willing to talk publicly it, it in the way be that because, you're talking. Well, maybe because I was hearing more of like, it was a more, a, a more specific. This is whenever I was Uber driving. So I was listening yeah, to a lot of uh, NPR. Like I was listening to NPR though. Just, I mean, that was what I liked having on the car just because it's, you know, background noise. Uh, and so, you know, I would, I would hear like yeah, the clips that's of the, uh, what ones, they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the side I'm describing. Dude. But that, what I'm, I would say was generally they weren't fucking with Kavanaugh, right? We're uh, no, these people have voted for Kavanaugh. The people Ooh. I'm describing. Well, just let me make the. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um, what they would say is that uh, you know this is all bad, and but uh, you know, fucking, uh, we're here to talk about whether or not he'd be a good Supreme Court judge. And the two have nothing to do with each other. And just like disagree, it's if... not him. Like like that. That's a person that do you like know about has Alex existed. Kaczynski? Uh, I remember the that. The Ninth name. Circuit judge? 
Uh, yeah. It's just like Google that. If you think, I, I mean, this is but the counterpoint. Getting, yeah, the counterpoint, which is what this is what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The counterpoint to people being like, "Hey, uh, can we just talk about the last fucking thirty years of his life, like where he was an actual adult, like who was able to make decisions?" Mm-hmm. And the counterpoint to that is, like, yeah, he's an adult right now, and he's lying about what he did. Like he's sure. not like how like this forgiveness that you would like to assign to him. How am I going to give it to him when he's not even asking for it? Whenever he's not, he, whenever he's not even granting. Well, in your heart, there's you anything can that you could forgive him. You'll for. know when it happens. Dude. Yeah, no, you can make your own decisions, and you can be better than him. For me, you it just kind of happened, dude. You can listen to God like, more than he's listening. It to It wasn't God. a decision I made. It was just like a, a truth that I decided not to shy from. But I think it is like you know before like in order to like fully forgive and just like you know just be like I believe that I I can't say I fully you know like we'll I'm never ch- have it we don't it is not our goal to have a relationship with them but like if we had a relationship no. with them like of course of course of course forgiveness doesn't look like that yeah like, no it's off yeah. the table but but yeah. to to have something like that you know what I mean like in order for that to be open as a pop- possible path there would have to be an agreement so like of reconciliation facts. and you're back part of the like beloved community of people that i recognize as people like whatever i would say i recognize them as people but to even begin to approach the status that you just described you would have to be so fucking clear on the harm that you had done that you would never hold it against me if i never talked to you again you know what i mean like if we're in a proverbial village yeah because i think that's a good way to think of forgiveness can you come back in the village because that's really the mechanism, like, that's where it all, this all developed, you know, or tribe or whatever, and we're yeah, still exactly. dealing with Yeah, exactly. And right now you're saying another. you would not let him back in the village. No, I think I would say, like, yeah, but they can't live by me, and I'm not fucking talking to them, and they can't be around my kids. Well, and then you're kind of playing with, like, uh, now you're imagining a larger village. You know, well, like, if it's, a village know, of, if it's a village of, like, uh, two families, if three it's like families. An exile means death village, I would say let's not kill them. But it's like, I'm going to fucking kill myself if I have to act like I don't feel the way I do about what they did to me. And there's a way for that to change. But there's like two ways for it to go. One is I've in my heart forgiven them and I'm going to proceed accordingly. It sounds like whether or not you would let them back in the village is very context dependent on what sort of village we're speaking of exactly. No, I, I, It seems well, like I could define villages where you, where you don't let them back in. No, I don't want to like, no. What I'm saying is, dude, I, I'm, I'm saying exactly what you're saying, I think, which is like in terms of like, all right, in my heart forgiveness doesn't mean much to the way they live their lives. I mean, it may, depending on what direction this podcast takes, but (laughs) like, I'm never out to like, be like, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are like animal parts of my heart that just want to like fucking harm them. You know what I mean? Like when I think like, oh, they might lose money or they may be held legally liable or people they love will think differently of them or less of them. It's like, they probably should, uh, if they knew everything that they have done. And I, the only thing I want to be careful about saying is I don't believe that any of that renders them beyond the possibility of redemption. And that can mean, you know, yeah, so to course. speak, they do get to come back in the village, but it's like to, to get to that kind of forgiveness where it's like we would have them on this podcast and fucking, uh, you know, I don't even know, but we would. Obviously, that would be a dream. I think you asking the, the Q&As, you know, that you've been thinking about. I would um, love. I think we could have some fun. Yeah, one of my greatest open invite. You know, uh, podcast broadcast dreams is I. I would love to just 
you know, be able to directly ask them questions. But what you're talking about, and, of like, would, would we have the, them on the podcast? Yes. Would it be like... It would be a calculated decision. Talking would, about fucking, like, a common ground? No. No, it would be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, dude. Yeah, yeah. I fully agree. And I think that's it how it would be. It would be fucking a uh, few good men is what it would be, dude. Well, yeah. And the only option to would be to do, like, the rejected... I'm here to get them to admit they ordered the code red. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like the only way you could short circuit that was it be if you moved our hearts with like such a deep show of emotion that you've gone through the anguish that you will go through when you come to the reckoning of how your actions have affected vulnerable people who were in your care. Um, you know, you can avoid it all you want. That's why you can't get out of bed if you can't. Um, or, you know, there can be a lot of things that can keep someone out of bed. Actually, I don't want to speculate about that, but I have stayed I in bed you know, when I felt bad about what I was doing. So I can't help but wonder. Um, and I know you don't mind. I don't mean to push back all the time, but um, all of that is to say like, no, I, I don't think that kind of forgiveness is there. I don't think they should be allowed to run another school or ever be in charge of anybody vulnerable or anybody. And I think that the process of public accountability or what may be, you know, from their perspective, uh, the process of being publicly held accountable. Another way of saying that is that is the process by which people who suffered at your harm are engaging in the healing process by talking uh, about, you know, what they went through, how it affected them and how they've learned, you know, to proceed. And I think at least in our case, like that is, that's a good thing. And uh, so that it's that more than like, you're being publicly held accountable. And if they're, which, but I think that would be their view. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's why you can't come back in the village. Cause it's like to be, to, to be someone that I could say something other than like, they can live on the outskirts and not be around vulnerable people ever would require evidence of a literal like change of heart where it's like, you, I believe you, you've, you've seen the errors, you've explained it. You've said, and, and naturally, you're begging for forgiveness and nobody's begged me. So, I mean, it's like, there's no evidence. I think the word I keep yeah, searching no, I, for I, is, I can't recall anyone asking. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, contrition. There's, yeah. there's been no evidence of contrition. Yeah. So it's like, that's fine, dude. I mean, even if there were part of that contrition for it to be genuine, I think would necessarily have to include, if you feel like talking about it, please do. I feel like everyone involved in the situation, like, Everyone who's like older than me, who wasn't a child, like looks back on the whole thing is like, yeah, you know, looking to accomplish a goal, and I'd say we did pretty good. To this day, you think you think that, dude? I do. <sighs> yeah, and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> something that uh, you know, my, my wife and I talk about a lot is like, uh, I have no appetite to like expend energy to like disrupt that like you know i mean uh, me like talking about it here like obviously like i wish it wasn't that way but like the work that is going to be required like i uh, i'm not like i don't want to like make people feel bad about things i don't want to introduce like negative emotions to people's lives like i to it, kids who went to excel you don't want them to feel bad about saying fuck those people yeah. No, 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 no. I'm or, I'm talking about like uh like I think that my folks look back and were like thumbs up, nailed it. 
And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do, I don't, I don't feel like they have an. You accu- are a delightful person. I don't feel like they have an accurate understanding, but I don't understand what the benefit to me would be of them having an accurate understanding. I see how it would make their life worse. Okay. I don't really see how it would make my life better. Like, in, if if they like are like, yeah, that was terrible. Like, is that gonna, you know, do I get do I get my life back? Like, do I get those years of my life? Do they, are they returned to me? Like, no, no not at all. No. So, like, what do I want out of this that I would receive from? Like ever an understanding, like from them feeling more guilt, I wouldn't receive anything. They would receive guilt. I don't see the fucking point. Uh, what's like? What's the upside? Like, yeah, I mean, I go back and forth. I, I, it seems like many people. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but they come by that lesson after several attempts. No, I, know, I never. To their parents. No. Yeah, well, that's why I, I, no I knew we had talked about this, and I wasn't quite sure on what your nope. your like history was. Um, I think I don't blame anyone that tries to do that. You know what I mean? But I also think you probably come down on the right side of it, which is like it's probably going to hurt you because unless, first of all, they sent you there, um, and nobody likes second guessing a decision except me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, also, it's like, it's hard, dude. It, it sucks, you know, or maybe it doesn't suck. I don't know. It's a cliche to say. But, you know, like the storytelling anecdote, none of that was like new wisdom. But I think one thing that we're about or that I'm about is like making, not making claims to like profound originality, but just like packaging things that, I, that I've heard and like that I've heard and have been helpful uh, as they appear to be relevant in the hopes that someone might hear it at the right time, you know, like your right time to learn stories for whatever reason was then. I'm pretty sure that exactly is something somebody said to me once when I was a toddler for too long with respect to my storytelling. But like, you know, that's how you grow. And maybe I was aping Excel tactics there and just taking your inventory, but I don't think so. And there, it was interesting because I didn't say this while you were relating that story, but I was like, in my defense, it was probably like the 10th time you had done that. Oh, you know, and no I doubt. was like, enough already. Like, you were right. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And Full it may have like, you're, you know, we had a good relationship, I think, at that point. I would not have said that to everybody. And I think you obviously took it well, but it's like, not everybody would. And that could, that's the kind of comment that could hurt somebody. Like, I know people in my life who are adults who I just let them jabber, dude, and I like them for other reasons than they're like pithy anecdotes. And, you know, it just it is what it is. You know, sometimes I know the anecdotes, you know, even the, the ins and outs that don't matter to a narrative. Um, and it's frustrating, <laughs> like, honestly. But, you know, it is what it is. So I'm saying, like, uh, that's kind of like the, the balance that I think everybody can understand is like sometimes you have to tell somebody something harsh to get them to become a, the better version of themselves you know they can be. And how do you draw that line? You know, we're both parents to young kids. You know, how do you draw the line between shielding them from the harsh world and shielding them from pain? Well, what if that's the kind of instructive pain that helps them? You know, eventually they're going to have to learn that the hot stove hurts. You know, but obviously we're not holding their hands to the stove to teach them that. You know what I mean? And I think the dilemma there is each of us has a voice 
some part of us, and this maybe you don't agree with me on that. And I, I mean, that is possible, but I think everybody has a, a small, maybe it's bigger in some people. I mean, it seems to be, but like a, a twinge or like a felt sense or something. I mean, there's like thousands of books about this where it's like, you shouldn't be doing this or you got to rethink this. And I think that is the difference is like, I hope that as a parent, I know those moments will happen. That's scary. But this, what should be scarier is the possibility that it will be so scary that I'm like, I'm done growing as a parent. Like who this kid gets today is who she gets. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I kind of hope that I'm ready to look at, well, maybe that wasn't the right decision. Like maybe I grounded, my daughter is not even close to 12 and movie theaters, who knows what they'll look like when she is. But like maybe I didn't let her go to the movies because like, I'm never grounding my kid. I'm, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? But then what if you're like, fuck, I should have grounded her that time. Like, no. God damn it. Like, I mean, exactly. So maybe we disagree. But what if, if you have the twinge, dude? It's a level me of this, control dude. that people ought, like, obviously <laughs> people can have that over each other, but they ought not to. It's a mistake to, like, attempt to grab that. Yeah. But what if it's like, I won't let you go do a fun thing? Because I think in today's day and age, like, when I was a kid or when we were kids, maybe... Like grounding sucked because my day to day was being out of the house. Yeah. Like I was at a friend's house or I was out riding my bike or yeah. whatever. Uh, we both grew up in the nineties. Nowadays, I don't see that as much. I walk the dog. I mean, with quarantine, there are more kids out and about, which is, but it, it was bothers me. Yeah. No, the sense that like I've, I've seen kids walking around my neighborhood less than 10 times, like way less. I mean, now I see them and it's like, I'm like, oh, it's this like is I was good. out you know, where I, every day. Of course. Yeah, and I hated when I lived downtown. I hate living in the like urban adult playground environments, dude, where it's like everyone is like 22 to 29. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a like, problem with it. Oh, it fucking sucks, dude. I like... Nah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's good. It's good energy. The pr- no, dude, because the people like... I, look, these are my people, dude. I just said I live there. But eventually, I was like, I need to see more of the spectrum you know, it, of life. It blows my mind. I... I at a time that we, I, I didn't know you were in Dallas and you were living, we were living on the same street downtown. Well, dude, I mean, that is wild. It's um, insane. And I it had its benefits. It. I mean, we've talked to RIP to the Ross Capriotis. I mean, should we get that out of the way? Absolutely. Yeah. God damn. Did you ever have anything but a cheesesteak there? Uh, Yeah, I'd have their meatball sometimes. You'd have the meatball at Capriotis? Meatball is pretty good. Okay. I'm getting a meatball today. Nice. Yeah, but I'll probably eat it tomorrow. You ever have the Bobby? You know, the more I'm thinking about it, I think I could go for a meatball. Probably too late, huh? It's, is it time to take a break and check? Is this no, episode no, one? No, no, no. We're not close to time to take a break. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We haven't even told any stories yet, dude. Well, I know. We came well, up with that I, whole th- thing about stories. We've been you're fucking right, bloviating right, right, right. about ideas for 45 minutes. Fuck, is that where we're at? I don't know. We're doing good, I dude. I can't see it. Okay. Um, um, damn, I, I forgot where we were going. But it may not be too late. Do you want me to check real quick? Uh, it's worth it, dude. You fucking uttered the thought. We, yeah, just talk. Or, I don't know. Wonderful. We're good, dude. That's the kind of spontaneous drama that happens around here. All right. For the listener, they they care. I'm sure. <laughs> Whether or not I get a meatball, so. yeah, that's affirmative. Are these good ones? That's a more. I mean, I keep getting them. They're okay. the best ones I've found. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're I'm excited. Good. Yeah, but uh. I don't know. Let's, let's, I mean, just real quick, foreshadowing. First story that comes to mind is just I agree, but there. real quick. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Are, go are ahead. you about to say cheesesteak shit? 
no, no, no. no I just want to plant a seed, dude. When the listener finds out why cheesesteaks are significant to us. I mean, I feel like we're... This, is, this becomes funnier. I feel like we're months away from cheesesteaks. I agree. Cheese steaks. So this becomes funnier. Yeah, okay. that, I, That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Is I, or wild. Maybe one of those things where you're like, well, that's abusive. We got to work through these things yeah, yeah, in a yeah, sequence, yeah. and that's, you know, that's pretty deep Yeah, the cheesesteak day. Whew. I'll be eating them till I D-I-E, probably from the cheesesteaks. I mean, I... And that's my grand theory of liability for Excel. Yeah. It's heart disease caused by a compulsion. Anyway, I'm giving too much away. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I think it, like, makes narrative sense uh, to talk about arriving there, right? Uh, Agree. What do you think is, like, where do you want me to start? So, I, okay, I've been thinking about this, dude. December 11th, 1986. Oh, late uh, at I night. was going to say, that's five born? minutes from December 12th. Yeah. It's actually how I'm writing this down. That's your birthday? Yeah. Shit, this pen might be out of ink. Okay. Well, I was thinking, like, I know the very broad strokes, but there are, at a minimum, three people who will listen to this who know who I am, who may, may not know who you are. Right. Sure. Acknowledging that most people know the broad strokes who are listening to this today. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. I think you should just like, why did you get sent to Excel? How, what were you like? I'm always interested in like the day before Excel. What was that like? Uh, and then like, to the extent that it helps you explain like what was going on, what brings a parent because like you were, I liked you immediately i mean i remember your first day i do it was we'll get to it but it it was just a very interesting moment for me too and part of that i can't wait to hear what you remember from it well yeah 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 and we got to tell the whole the whole day i mean that's what i'm saying like i it's yeah definitely uh but i i can tell a version of this where it's going to take us like four podcasts before we can get to that day so maybe you want me to do uh, that just give the listener maybe broad strokes from your perspective like, all right, you were smoking pot. How old were you? I was 14. 14. What, what? Probably around the time I was 12 is like, like up until I was 12, I was a uh, pleasant, like, you know, like no, no, no conflicts, no conflicts with, you know, authority of any kind, like get along with the parents, get along with my teachers, get along with camp counselors, etc. Okay. You see me writing my notes. Dude. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, you know, just body chemistry changes as you hit puberty kind of felt different or, you know, I, I kind of see it as, and again here, like there's a long story and I'm not even touching the long story yet. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I don't okay. think that's the time for it, but just like, you know, I, I think some people I want to tell the, like the, the, maybe I don't the mean action to say packed like three days prior to yeah, 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 arrival. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, tell yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, I want to yeah. do that today. So just give us the preamble to get us there then. Okay. Um, cause right. this, I think I've heard it, but it's like, you have, you know, that doesn't always mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, had, had uh, conflicts, you know, just got, a lot of arguing with teachers, a lot of arguing with parents. So you're a freshman in high school? Teachers. Yeah. I mean, this, this started in like sixth grade, but yeah, when I'm a freshman in high school, this has been going on for a while. I hit the high school who like have a different attitude about this. Like I did not view my middle school as tolerant of this sort of behavior, but, but like once you hit the high school, you're like, yeah, they, like the high school, all the people who were in charge of discipline at the high school very much had their self identity wrapped up in like, 
those fucking pussies at the middle school. They don't even know how oh, to really? fuck up these kids. Interesting. Um, like that, these kids are fucking jerks when they come in here because they're softly raised. But we gotta, but, yeah. So we actually have to go hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Which they talked about that. I would say that's more just like how I what I intuited based on their actions. They did not talk about it. I mean, the big thing but is they didn't you know the talk that much had, at all. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, at middle school, like, you know, they would never agree with you, but you would come in, they'd be like, all right, what happened? Uh-huh. At high school, it was not don't what happened. Hear How it many kids like, are at this high here's school? Here's the punishment. Um, I don't know exactly, because the way that Plano does high schools is uh, complicated. Yeah, help to listen and, uh, in the late 90s or whatever, early 2000s. Uh-huh. Because I, I, even I live here and don't fully, I don't live in Plano, but I don't... There's two so high schools? I do believe legitimately there's three in Plano. Um, okay. That it is driven by, like, uh, I think that the first thing, the first question they're asking when attempting to design the high schools is what is a good design that is going to guarantee us competitive football teams? Really? Absolutely. Is that another intuited, you know, inference from their I mean, behavior? I don't watch school board meetings, but I think that they're... You don't? Uh, no. Um, certainly not Plano ones. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, but like, uh, does DISD air theirs? That seems like something you would watch. Of course. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen like some of a school board meeting before in my life for DISD, okay. but like not enough to like, I've not watched Plano ones where they're explaining why, like that doesn't come up in me. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I just, there could be a fucking article. I don't fucking know. But, uh, you know, if there was, you would have read it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you have that book. You know the one. Which one? The like one that you have to buy on eBay about Dallas. The accommodation. Yeah. So I suppose. I, I didn't pony up. I do. It's by the guy. Jim Shoots. Yeah. That's how it shoots. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it said aloud, but I know the name. Obviously. People often struggle with it. Yeah. It's Shoots. That's the correct okay. pronunciation. I mean, people don't really discuss things that they read as much. I think we should get back into except it. on I mean, you know COVID's hurting. It's a, the culture of letters is blooming. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, go. Sorry, bro. Um, uh, so the three. Okay. So you're 12, wilding out, but in retrospect, you got away with a lot of middle school. So my graduating class, uh, it at Plano w- would be I. Dude, I. I always get the comma wrong. I'm pretty sure it's 1500. Yeah, it's 1500. Okay, so but it's about 6,000 kids? But that, was, but that was spread across a couple different schools at the point that I'm a freshman. You go oh. to one school for freshman and, and sophomore, you go to a different school for junior and senior. I never went to a school like that, but that seems for some reason like fucked up more. The junior and se- I mean, it's so that the football team is the junior and senior. So you've got like a bunch of old, like, like Season you would dogs. have to have fucking 14 year olds in these classrooms if you had freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. But we can pull a football team from a high school that's like 3,000 kids on a campus, all of whom are above the age of 16. Like, that's going to be a pretty fucking good football team. Okay. Again, not to derail, not to be combative. Go ahead. I don't get the math here because wouldn't if a fourteen-year-old was good enough to be on the team, they'll put him on the team, right? And if he's not, he'll be on the freshman team. But if you if you had, 
so let's say, I mean, just imagine the counter example. I think that'll illuminate what's going yeah. on here. Um, they've got, so, you know, the, let's say there was 3,000 kids at the Plano East Senior High. That's where I would have gone. 3,000 at Plano, 3,000 at Plano West. So you got 9,000 kids um, above the age of 16 that you want to educate. If you made, like, uh, for those 9,000 kids, like, 13 schools, like, that's, like, that would still give you an average class size that's, like, pretty normal, uh, graduating class size. Sure. I mean, you wouldn't be like, well, that's small. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, each kid would get a good amount of individual attention. Like, you know, you could kind of have more, like, less institutional environments. Like, less. Not, it's still institutional. It's still sure. Cool. Um, but, uh, you know, but then the chances that there are going to be 22 peak performance athletes amongst those, you know, a couple hundred students are lower than the chances of if we can get, you know, 3000 in one place and just pick the best 22 out of these 3000. And obviously increased probability if they're there, the, the floor is 16 years old. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's right. the kind of arbitrage we do around here. So, uh, you know, I, I, I arrive at the high school, things go worse. Um, I, so the week before, the story of me getting sent to Excel, I mean, you know, you can define it a lot of ways. Because, like, the, the week that they toured was a very tumultuous week. Like, it's not like they just had the tour on the schedule and were like, well, you know, we were planning to do this. No, it was like... He's really fucking, you know, bothering us. So what was it, 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 you know? It's all, both of them are getting caught with weed is the. So there were inciting incidents where you absolutely. can look at discrete things yeah, that happen. Yeah, where like a thing happens, like, and then it's all just the fucking thing is out of the box. Okay. And chaos is reigning for a couple weeks. It's like, all right, we we're now it. in a new mode where it's like, something's got to change. Yeah. New chapter is obviously being started. Like the, did, the, did, the war is moving to a different, like the degree is ratcheting it up. Did you feel like you were at war? A hundred percent. With whom? My parents. Okay. I hated them. Really? I, every bit of my being like, did that, was that sudden? If, at 12? if they had like gotten into a car accident, I would have been like, finally I'm free. Wow. That would have been my only emotion. As a 14-year-old. Free of what? Which, like, is the kind of stuff that makes me sound like a psycho, but, like, maybe I was a psycho then. Dude, I, don't know. I was sitting here thinking, dude, do not say wow after he says this because the bravery. I know how it looks. No, bro. Yeah. To say that publicly, even someone who is, like, I mean, it's the truth. We're here to tell the truth. Like, you. like yeah. in, order for you to, in order for you people to be able to understand the thing that I want you to understand, you have to understand every aspect of it and see how all of it works. And the truth is I that I fucking honesty. hated those people and would have done, like, like you know, if, like, things bad happened, like, for, like, you know, if my actions caused them to, like, experience stress, it was like, well, good, you shouldn't have been fucking with me. Like, that's the only thing I what felt. What do you think that was about? I mean, I really, you know, uh, like, it's definitely that I need my own control. And like, I, you know, I, I did not feel like I was given space to kind of like live my life. Not, not like the life you want me to have, but my life. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that you only get one. It's pretty fucking important to me. Sure. Um, there's a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of, like, I'm just a different kind of person than the rest of my family. 
like really it's puzzling to me because i mean like we share some similarities but like fundamentally we are different kinds of people like you know like uh i don't have like an advanced understanding of like myers-briggs stuff but i would assume some of that would capture it yeah i would i i haven't met your family unless i was one of the kids that toured them but i don't know if may i was been. may I very well may have been yeah just rem- if you ever think you about did the a stuff lot of tours. i said about forgiveness dude just remember that dude <laughs> Yeah, no, dude. I, I I'm laughing because no. I'm nervous because I do still feel bad, and I think that's why I talk about the forgiveness shit. Because even as a kid, I feel like I was made to be complicit in things that I still carry, dude. Which fucking sucks, dude. And that includes giving kids parents Taurus and learning how to be the thing that the school accused us of being, which was emotionally manipulative. Well, none of us wanted to get sent there, and we all did. So ultimately, we were not the master manipulators. The people who ran the school were pretty fucking good, though. And by then, I had learned a lot from them and it was my ass like if a bunch of people didn't send their kids after i toured them it was like not just gonna be like put someone else on the tours dude because they knew that i was a potential asset in that regard it's i didn't start out wanting tours dude i basically like got told i had been a wallflower too much and they knew i could do more for them than i let on and they this was before you got there yeah but i got like loaded up with every and i'm we don't need to get into all that today but my point is definitely there's, I think there's two things going on when I'm like, no, there's ultimately it's all for the good. People deserve forgiveness is first of all, I'm trying not to kill myself, you know? So like, I really would like, I prefer a world where like God is working to the ultimate good, even if I don't understand it. And it's like, you know, I do believe that, but I also like recognize that that is like, it's hard to not like to live if you don't for me. Um, I think when people say the opposite is like if you press them, it's it shuts down pretty quick because they don't often think about how what that would actually mean. But I don't want to get into all that. But I think another part of it is way more acutely self-serving. And it also is with like making light of the scab situation, dude. Because although I was in many ways very lucky to like learn how to be how to be a lawyer, so to speak, from people who were so good at it that, you know, although I would not always make the same choices that they would, they were not in a position. It sucks and is risky and is like things aren't going well if as a lawyer you're in a position where you're constantly making ethically great decisions. Like you may sit here outside of that framework and question whether the entire approach to decision-making in the like, you know, study of legal ethics or the regulation of it, you know, there's a case to be made that it has, like we've talked about, blind spots um, that let you compartmentalize out very important things. But, so I'm not saying that never happened, like it's a system, but there was very little like, yo, take the bag money to somebody or, you know what I mean? Like, um, delete all these emails. I mean, I say very little, there was literally none. And if there had been any, I would have said no, but I never got the chance to be an act like to, you know, to push back like that because it was like, we were not in the position to have to make those kinds of decisions. So it's not like I feel bad about stuff like that, but when you're look, manager, managers are people too. And I actually, that in today's day and age really is true. Like, especially like middle management, so to speak is almost every manager now uh just because the scale of inequality in power is so insane i mean i know you politics is important we're not going to get into politics for many reasons like the way we have before but 
I think, again, like kind of an underlooked aspect. People have made this case, but you don't see it like practically recognizing the discourse, I think, to an appropriate degree, is that like especially the large corporations, I don't say this to demonize them, they are the more powerful governments, like in terms of how life goes, especially in the United States, but kind of leads for the world. Like that's why even I know I've unsubscribed from every fucking HR, you know, employment law, listserv. I owe Law 360 $700 because I tried to subscribe to it and I just have never paid. Like I'm not seeking out that news, but I know that Coca-Cola had diversity training recently. And like people are mad at it. Yeah. Like, you know, more than I recall people being mad about Trump repealing the executive order, which only affected, you know, employees of federal contractors. Right. Like he, he said no more funding for cultural Marxism, which means, you know, it's a dog whistle for somebody. You know what I mean? But I feel like the Coca-Cola was a bigger deal appropriately. I'm in support of it. I haven't seen the training, but I'm sure I suspect there's nothing objectionable in it from my perspective. I think I would support what's in the training, but I think that the discussion over it, over the people who are anti-diversity, demonstrates that they are kind of intuiting that these corporations are as powerful as governments in many ways. That's why it does matter, like when Coca-Cola has a diversity training. They're correct, like, you know, they're, I think, wrong uh, about being upset by it. Um, But I think, like, corporation as the more powerful government and as an entity that is impractical, whether it's... They may not be in Congress negotiating the way Zuckerberg did. And you're a fucking idiot if you do. I mean, after seeing the way Zuckerberg fared. But like behaviorally, they are negotiating with governments by hiring lawyers who read the regulations to tell them where they can be, what's gray and what's not. And then where it's gray, you know, you're going to push it to the way you want it to be. You know what I mean? That's That's what I mean, like behavioral negotiation anyway i don't fucking know how i got started on this but i just think corporations as governments is an idea that i want to put out there and let's be quiet dude oh i just want to say while i'm fucking jabbering the only question i wrote was when you said at 12 you had no conflicts you got along with everybody and you listed every authority figure that a 12 year old could be subject to Uh my question was did you have any inner conflicts about that and how did you feel about that but i think you were starting to answer it so maybe that can get us back on track and that's dude i don't know how i got from this so let me end it with this i think it's very brave to to speak honestly about your relationship with your parents um and how you felt and i think it's so common uh and that scares parents too because this is a kid, I mean, my daughter right now, like seeing her smile when I get in a room, the idea that she might be like, fuck you, dad, I hate you. Like, I think about it. It's, <sighs> it's, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 like, this is always how the conversation goes. Whenever I tell someone, like, whatever, they're like, oh, where'd you go to high school? Um, is I explain it and they were like, so what'd you do? Like, how many times you smoke weed? <laughs> and like I remember like I you know at, uh, within my first like a uh, couple months of going to Excel I remember like this experience of uh, it was one of my school books it was my English book uh, they always had the book covers on them and paper and like uh, I was just uh, I had completely forgotten the entire task of covering your books yeah yeah yeah, yeah you had to funny, cover your dude. books did we do that at Excel we did didn't we we did absolutely and the uh, the uh, fucking um, it was like uh, the company that made the book covers. Whatever Clean we would get the one, 
It was, uh, I don't remember if it was Plano or Richardson, but it was where I lived. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like, I lived in Richardson. I went to Plano schools. Did so. the company say plain brown wrapper, or was that like a shopping bag that people would use to cover their books? Sometimes we would just get, like, bags, and sometimes we would get, like, a printed, like, book I, cover. No, yeah, I, from a company like those. And, that, that ha and it would say, like, where I was from on it. So I was always like, hell yeah, represent. <laughs> but so... I uh, just like opened up the like the inside cover and just made like a just in my head was going through every single time I did drugs and would like mark down a thing for it like little hash so the kind of thing where like you know if they had been able to like give me truth serum and find out what I was doing would have been in so much trouble okay uh but i think this is the first time i've ever like uh verbalized that this is what i was doing certainly to a former student um, interesting that i was sitting there counting the number of times that i had done drugs and thinking about each of them and uh the count that i had at that time was 17 17 times doing drugs when you got sent to excel yeah okay let's and let's so, have this conversation real quick yeah what do we mean by drugs uh, so predominantly smoking pot, um, there was a friend of mine who, uh, like was given, was prescribed medication. Um, it's a thing called Dexedrine. You ever heard of Dexedrine? Yeah. I, I think I, what you're about to describe, I literally same experience. Well, yeah, the, same he, beginning. he didn't like taking it. So he would just give it to me. Did you take I it a lot? Save it up. Okay. I, I mean, only that, did it once. I think that accounted for. I think I did it twice. Okay. And uh, it's an upper. Uh, yeah. I've never decided to get back into it, but like, it's kind of tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they still give it to kids, right? Is it ADD? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that that whole family of ADD. I mean, I know a lot of people that uh, you know take a lot of Ritalin <laughs> for sure. Um, and you know, I I've not like I said, I haven't gotten into it after. Uh, but uh, it yeah. fucks me up when I hear Dexedrine in particular because it like I don't know if it's like I'm accustomed to like I know these drugs are powerful, as we'll get into, uh, and I know you know it takes time for them to come out. They're not iPhones. But when you see something from like the 1950s and it's like talking about some crazy person in a, not, I, you know, what they would call, I'm, obviously I feel very comfortable using that word. I don't mean to like suggest that I'm pulling back the word crazy, although I understand why it polar, you know, offends yeah. some people. Mm -hmm. If it offends you, you either, you know, I am one of you or I'm not interested in your opinion. If you are not in the category, it's not important to me that you feel good about how I describe it. But anyway, yeah, you know, just, people in a group can talk about a group a different way than people out of the group. You're identifying as in the group. I think that's right. I think yeah. that's what we're doing here. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But it just fucks me up because it's like the tone is like, you know, they were on all these crazy drugs that we don't do anymore. Like no one this is fucked up. We used to give Thorazine, but you know, that's kind of the tone. So they're listing all of these old drugs. And I don't know what the old, you know, I don't have them memorized, but it's like, they'll throw Dexedrine in there. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Isn't that still around? Like we're still, it feels like we should be past that at yeah. this point. Give it but, a go. It's, it's a, uh, it's not sedating anyone. <laughs> well, but can, can it be the case? I, I think, I mean, some people report that it helps them focus, right? And that has to be true. Yeah, I mean that's the the Ritalin. I I don't recall. I remember being pretty fucking 
jumping from topic to but I mean yeah. we're talking about one afternoon uh in two thousand one. We're in twenty twenty one now. It was literally twenty years ago. Don't yeah, and, tr- don't trust me on it. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing jumping from topic to topic ourselves. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Um All right, so you smoked weed. There was one time that uh I was smoking with a guy and he looked around to all the rest of us fourteen year olds. He was also fourteen or younger or whatever. Um and was like, Hey, this bowl, before I packed it, I sprinkled a little bit of cocaine. Oh shit, dude. And fuck. Zero percent chance that he was telling the truth. That was a full <laughs> fabrication, like just knowing him, you know, I mean he was just the kind of guy that'd be like, Yeah, my family's got a Lamborghini. Like Yeah, live, yeah, yeah. No offense, dude, you live in a duplex. We all know what's up. Oh, um, that sucks, dude. Ah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he kind of gave himself away if he actually did say, like, before I packed this ball, I put in cocaine. Because yeah, why I would you set her off. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're you right. Know, like, that's, it's yeah. like, okay, that's why you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's there, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I've done drugs 17 times. And so whenever people are <laughs> like, uh, always, I've never had some, I've never told someone and then be like, your folks probably made the right call, honestly. <laughs> Which, like, that'd be so fucked up, and, like, I can't imagine how I would react. Um, but, yeah. like, everyone's always like, well, that's obviously an overreaction. And it is. They're Seven, right. 17, when did you start smoking but, pot? Uh, it's probably about a year. So when you were, like, eighth grade? Yeah, it was in eighth grade. Eighth, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I was in okay. middle school. Yeah, okay. I, I can Somewhere tell that before story high school? Want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first time first time smoking pot story? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. I mean, my grin is betraying me. as uh, a fond memory. I but, You want to tell yours? No, no, no. I want to hear yours. I eventually will, I'm sure, tell I mine one way or another. Yeah. I don't know how we're doing on time. We're already on the No. Time's a construct. Plus, I'm not sure how to fucking approach one aspect of it. I need some maybe on if we do when we do take some sort of break. I'll get your guidance on it. So I was, you know, like I said, arguing constantly with teachers. And uh, there was one point that, like, they decided that the regular thing of whenever I talked up, they would send me to the, the disciplinarian. They were like, we're just on a hamster wheel. This is not productive. Like, That's what the school said. The, the teachers collectively. Um, okay. Like, the way that the structure was that like uh there was you know one class would be taught by you know like there was more than one english teacher right like of course yeah um but the kids they they had it set up so that each set of kids would like share a set of subject teachers so if you were in one english class that meant that you were in a specific science class which meant you were in a specific history class so that the teachers would be able to like one group of teachers could get together and be like well we all teach this kid 100 percent of us do yeah uh so like how do we think he's doing yeah and like you know whenever they got to me it's like he's doing bad so we're gonna pull in like it was it was a parent teacher conference but it wasn't just one teacher it was all of them which was unusual was unusual. It's like a crisis. I don't recall anyone else having this sort of treatment. Okay. I mean, I'm sure they did. I just don't recall it. Okay. But like, that's how rare it was. <clears throat> no one that year, to your recollection, besides yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't remember this happening at the school aside from. But I'm I'm not saying I was the worst kid. I'm just saying it's sufficiently rare that like 
if it was happening all the time, of course I would remember it. So it's interesting, just real, just to think about, again, not to make everybody's case for them, you know what I mean? But it's like, since you are making yours and I'm sitting here thinking about it, and Mm -hmm. obviously I don't think it was the right thing to really send anyone there, you know? But it's like easier to see for some people than others. And that's what we were saying, like with some parents, and actually like what you just said, you know, we'll get the seven-year-old back. Um, it's like, if the choice is the seven year old or fuck you dad and like much worse and maybe failing out of school. That's what I'm here to explain. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. demonstrate. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I'm, I started out by saying everyone tells me like, well, obviously they overreacted and you, I, I agree okay, and I yeah, don't yeah, agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the, oh, I didn't know that. That's thing, what I'm saying. It sounds like it with the 17 drugs. The thing that they did like was an extreme measure. As to whether or not the situation they were in was tenable and, like, they should have just put up with it, no. Not at all. Okay. It was a fucking disaster. It was a crisis for all of us. It was hell. It was war every day. It it had... They had to do something. Did you... I just think that the thing they did was, like, fucking ant with a sledgehammer. Sure. Yeah. Uh, That's a good way of putting it. Uh, It kind of took me aback. Did, 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 it's, uh, it's Jay-Z. The, we kill you motherfucking name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Don't make me do it to you, Donnie, because I'll overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. Keep going, dude. I mean, I, it's, it's a good it's song. It's time for the hook, I guess, at that. It's a good song. Um, Who do you think won that beef? I or mean, Jay-Z, you, obviously. Is it obvious? I guess, well... We, this, One of them is the biggest rapper in the world. The other one's a guy who, you know... Is cons- well, it's a one album every ten year average, and I mean, like, one was Illmatic, but like the other one, eh. Well, I remember that line in the Takeover, which was an incredible line. I remember the first dude. I first heard that song at Excel on Kazaa downloads. No way, yeah, dude. I God was like, damn. oh shit, dude. Jay, yo, when and I, I fucking first heard Ether too. Because, okay, for the listener, now's a good a time as any. I alluded earlier to getting fired. I mean, we'll get into details with this. Uh, and I guess I've alluded to, you know, some neurodivergence mm-hmm. um, and yeah. maybe emotional divergence at times. So, dude, it was hard. Uh, it sucked, even though I didn't really want to be there uh, at that point. Um, or at least in that capacity, uh, I wanted it to be more of a conversation uh, than it was. And I feel like the way I was treated brought back a ton of Excel issues. But then it's like, yo, these people made serious mistakes. I mean, to me, honestly, what I believe, because I know very little, in my opinion, about what actually happened. And that's another reason why I'm a little hesitant to start trashing a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Even though they fucking fired me, dude. And maybe it's like Excel conditioned me, you know, to think that. So anyway, we could talk about this at length, but all of that is to say, um, you know, while I was figuring out how I felt about that as I've done at really historically very stressful times in my life, um, you know, for various reasons, I'm obviously a huge fan of music. And so I would start writing about it and, you know, I can write raps. So I would start writing raps about that. And I did write and record basically an entire album that told the story of a guy who went through, you know, some similar stuff. It departed at times, but for like the 10 people watching this who know me, I've told you about that. Some of you have heard it and are now like, when is it coming out? You know, because it is for what I just described, the best version of that. 
I would say, that I was capable of doing. So everyone was pretty happy that it wasn't like a more embarrassed, more of an embarrassment than just doing the thing I just described. Like it wasn't any more embarrassing than it had to be. And it had moments, I think, when people were like, I fucked with that. So I did like, that was very encouraging. As I you like know. the album. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Like, especially like your feedback because you also told me areas where I could improve, but also many where you were enthusiastic. Every album like, I've heard could be better. Exactly, dude. But that, I mean, that feedback was so crucial to me to keep going. And that brings me to my point for those 10 people. They're like, when's that coming out? And it's like, there's nothing I say on there that I can't say. Like, I'm not worried about that. But it's like, eh. first of all, after like the second song, that I wrote about getting fired, I was like, this is not interesting anymore because like I got it out. And so it became a much more about like these meta issues. And then it's like, how do you even tell this is a more appropriate medium? I think it's more satisfying to me to engage in it this way. I think it works. Well, it's what we've been doing like for the past year, but that also included like, you know, talking about the music stuff and you know, so anyway, I don't know. Oh, we were just talking about Jay-Z and Nas. So for those 10 people, music is coming out. Uh, and maybe some of those early uh, songs, especially, obviously, we all know about Uncle Jesse. Yeah. You know, uh, those the people who did hear it. A true banger. It, I think so. Uh, and so it probably will come out. Um, but really what I'm grateful for is that began a process where I, f I did like making the music, so I just kept doing it. I made another album after, you know, we went to the lake and kind of had our, our big you know, run through uh, of what the fuck happened to us and what should we do from here. Um, and I made that album in like three days. Like it fucking, I just had a lot to say. I was in a good state to get it out. And it was satisfying for me, like wrote a song about going to Excel. Uh, and, but I was like, this is like maybe TC, I'll probably play it for you at some point. But it's like, it, it still isn't right, dude. It wasn't the right medium. Like I think this is the right medium, but- good. During that process, I still liked making music. So yeah. there is an album coming out. We're going to fucking get to that. TC is helping me with, he's the creative director or, and the president and management. And I mean, not that kind of management, but you know, I don't know what else you are. But anyway, we got some good stuff down the pike. So, but those of you waiting with bated breath to hear about the scandal are just going to have to wait a little bit more. And I think, you know, we'll tell that story in the right way when it's time. So yeah. th thanks for letting me have the space to say that real quick. I feel like yeah. that's, that's now out of the way. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. At the so I was in eighth time. grade and they had the <laughs> full teacher parent conference. Okay. Full squad. Okay. Full squad. So here. you're definitely the worst kid in your grade. I would, I, I'm saying I, I don't want to like have that, like, no, you know, I mean, like there's, there's different stuff, you know, I mean, like from the teacher's perspective, the, the part of Plano that I like people who live in Dallas have a, have an idea of Plano. Um, and East Plano is not, does not fit that idea. Like, what idea? Just, there's a lot of like kids who are like fucking in the shit. But why didn't they get the full court parent teacher conference? I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying I don't remember. One. Oh, okay. I thought it was like you were saying like basically you should assume only one kid got it and it was you. No, no, no. Oh, my bad. You should not okay. assume that. Okay. You should just. I'm just trying to demonstrate my, that they dude. are somewhat rare. Okay, okay. Then you're not the worst kid in your grade. I would agree. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm on the list. Got to be talked about. 
Sure. Uh, sure. What's and, to be done about this TC Fleming? So, uh, just being an adult talking about a fourteen-year-old that way is, is hilarious to me. If to, for that to be part of somebody's life, to be like convene the committee, yeah. And it's like I get it if it's like a treatment plan of professionals or whatever. You like, gotta do it. No, but, I know. But someone's trying to but do to it. To be like, wish they do it. So with lighter we're all agreed. But... TC fucking sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and they all did. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. mean, oh, I'm not yeah. trying to rub it in because obviously plenty of uh, similar committees thought the same about me. You know, like some of them could see the spark, you know? No, like, how do they not? But obviously. like, uh, well, I mean, some people didn't. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, some people confused the spark because it, they were so the far away from the light. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it's like the light looks dark to you yeah. when you're that far away from it. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so we had that whole thing. And uh, I, I had my first period class in eighth grade was English, and I'm not a morning person. So, like, to be honest, I was not, like, up and active enough to fuck with anyone in that class. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't cause problems because, like, I just didn't say anything. Like, I just sat in the back, which I think is, like, what they want from kids, right? They, they want everyone to just shut the fuck up, like, let us fucking say this shit, right? Tell I you think about so. It seemed like that's what they wanted at the time. And honestly, in that English class, I gave it to them. Like, not like because it's some great thing by me, but just like, you know, I'm not awake yet. Um, yeah. Y'all and, motherfuckers are lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking talk to the math teacher if you don't believe me. Right. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You better hope you don't have an afternoon class with me next semester. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but so after this like full squad meeting, um, the, uh, the English teacher who I really did not fuck with, like, was like, well, this is how you're going to be like, basically, I think that she heard like how I was treating like her colleagues and was like, don't even fucking try it. This got to change, you know, like, so so, wait, so you, oh, I thought you meant you didn't fuck with her. Like. I, I don't fuck with you. Like, no. I don't fuck with her. No, you like, I don't didn't... cause her problems. Oh, okay. Then I, once again, got you completely wrong. So I didn't cause her problems, but she was like, I hear about all these other problems you're causing. And, like, from then on, she, Yo, treated, a, she kinda... treated me differently. Oh. Like, where she was like, if you want to be a problem kid, you can be a problem kid. See, I feel like that's management scabbing, dude. Kind of. being. You know what I mean? Like, whatever management's version of it is, is being like, Yo, I'm with them, dude. You fuck with them, fuck you. You're one of the bad kids now. It's you know what I mean. Like they're not yeah. scabbing, but they're like outgrouping a child. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> fucking, that's fucked up, dude. Um, Don't. Why are you a teacher? But the primary, but the primary way that she manifested that was uh, she was like, "I'm moving you. I'm moving your desk to like <sighs> the problem area." <laughs> Like all the kids that are that like just won't shut up and like whatever in this Fuck, class, dude. like I'm putting you with them. To so desk that I, con air, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, take from this what you will. A fact that like is important to this story, and like I don't know, it's the kind of thing where like if I talk about this indelicately. Uh, it could go bad for me. However, like I, I told the truth about me being a fucking hating my parents and being like a soulless, you know, fucking like. I wouldn't say whatever. that, and I would, but go on. But like uh, the kids that she like identified as the problems, they were Mexican. The kids that the English teach, so it was you and Mexican kids. When she was like, I'm going to fucking discipline you and like get you in line, it was like, I'm going to put you with the other kids I don't like, and they were all Mexicans. 
Okay. And for me, as well as for the listener, this is okay. You're in Plano in high school. And I'm in the, I'm in like to the extent that Plano has a Mexican part, which it does. This is where I'm dancing around, dude. I have no idea. I am in the Mexican part. That's what I'm trying to say about East Plano. Okay, East Plano okay, okay. is like, you know. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the areas around downtown. Uh, I went to Mendenhall Elementary, all the homes around Mendenhall Elementary. Like, you know, go and take a look. Uh, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, and I mean, I bet that it's like nicer now, you know. Because yeah. This is in the 90s. Yeah. 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 Things yeah. change. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Dude, I got, for I briefly went to Princeton High School and similar, you hear that and it's like, shit, that must be like Princeton University Junior. And it's like, you could still get fucked up before 7 a.m. Like, you know, at least in the 90s. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, anyway. Um, so I'm sitting with these kids, right? And I think it was the summer before I had seen Half-Baked. A seminal film, I hope we can all agree. For sure. Um, and so between that and, like, various other things, like, I thought I, I had received the message that marijuana is funny. It right? remains to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm in this area with the bad kids, you know, sure. quote unquote. And so I start like, you know, talking to them more. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, the uh, like, the, there's one kid who like, I liked him. Like he okay. was, he was funny. Like dude, the bad kids are fucking funny other. shit. Of dude. course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and so we had to like exchange papers to like edit or whatever, you know? Okay. And then you had to write on the paper, like who edited it, right? Okay, sure. So whenever I signed my name on his paper, I was like TC Pothead Fleming. Like that was in Hold my on. mind, we need like to hilarious. A, for the listener, we just took a break because I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah, fucked uh, sure. The, the EQ. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's a good you know, shit, man. <laughs> to, top level, fourteen year old. You know, like, Dude. is it even a joke? Like, I mean, you were a pot. What, what is the joke? Well, I wasn't then. I'm telling you, the first time I did pot, I had not done pot a single time before that. Oh shit! But I just I'd seen half baked, so like I thought that he would like be impressed by this. I bought a High Times magazine before I ever smoked pot. There you go. Yeah. So you get it. Like uh, I've always been a fan of weed culture. Yeah. And yeah. Still am to this day. It was a way where I thought other people would see me as cool if I like you know you did right. these things. I see yeah. you as cooler sitting here yeah. hearing about this. Yeah. Uh, and so he saw the paper. He's like, oh, you smoke pot? Fuck yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I don't remember what I said. I mean, like, it wasn't a yes lied? and it wasn't a no. Oh, I did okay, not. Because okay, okay. I don't, I mean, to this day, I don't lie. Dude. Like, I, I, that's like the autistic part of my brain. Like, that's a black and white. Like, I, you know, I, I don't. I mean, like. You find that you have trouble managing when you have been dishonest? Like, yeah. the stress that it, yeah. Yeah, don't like it. Not worth yeah. fucking with. Don't do it. I don't do it. Yeah. Um. And I mean, like, even at Excel, like, it was a hardcore thing where I was like, I will not lie. Like, I, if we break the rules, I'm not going to run and tell staff. But if staff ever asked me directly what happened whenever you were in there, I will tell them the truth. Well, uh, yeah. And I will just jump in real quick. For me, I mean, I told lies to the staff where I could, but I largely reached the same conclusion as you because they were so... I don't know if it was, like, the glimmer or aura of authority and thinking that they had greater powers than they did or do. But they were good enough at convincing people who were very sophisticated in other aspects of their lives to fork over a lot of money and their children 
for tactics that when you hear about them are, you know, not worth much. They had an intuitive understanding of the animal parts of your brain that is truly impressive. And they, they trusted their own instincts perhaps too much in many ways. But it, they had well, some clear talents. Well, yeah, they were hard to lie to. There, there are there are ways in which that these people were exceptional, and like there For are sure. very other few people on Earth like them. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and so all and I and like would, they're also idiots, morons. Yeah, completely. Yes, definitely, yeah. dude. One time we were at Walmart and X Men had just come out. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And a kid, we were like, dude, going to Walmart was you were you were riding pretty high. Big fucking deal. If you yeah. were at Walmart on a shopping trip, and a kid was there for his first one, and he was a, a bad kid. I was shadowing him. We'll eventually explain what that means. But basically, I'd been there a while. I was kind of responsible for him, mentoring him. Yeah, ish. Doesn't capture it, but yeah. Well, I mean, we needed. We'll get there. But all I'm saying is, he, of the words in the average listener's <laughs> lexicon, that's the one that we can, you know. Come yeah, closest. sure, sure. But there's more to it. But yeah. Um, but my point is, he was pushing it, dude, because he was riding high because it was his first one, and he, he was getting out of trouble. Act like it's not your first one, dude. It, for, uh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, so he saw, and we had been talking about X-Men, and one of the teachers had actually seen it and came back, and this was something that kind of pissed it's me tight. off at the time it's and tight. still does. No, it upsets me, dude. I mean, he was cool. You I'm probably like already X-Men. know who I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. I love X-Men. We could change the camera to reveal that. But, uh, like, so he basically came in and flexed because he, uh, he was like, I already knew it was coming out. Staff members would do that. Yeah, he'd be like, y'all, y'all. Y'all don't know nothing about it. It was so good. It was so sick. I mean, he no way he said it was sick. It was pretty but good. But of course, yeah. And so it's not like it was like inappropriate for the school. One of the things I eventually will like talk about at length is I'm really grateful for how much culture came into the school because when I hear about other people's experiences at similar schools, they had nothing like that. Like we watch movies every weekend. It's weird because they did like... I think it was a lot. It was easy. But I mean, like there was, they were keenly interested on controlling your culture. Oh, for sure. Of course. But like, also they were uncultured themselves. So there was like giant blind spots. And I was thinking about this after we were talking last week about how Jamie, you know, would come in and be like, whatever movie she watched, no matter how stupid it was. Remember the Titans? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Which not stupid. But, you know, and nor is the skulls. But pay it forward, you got to work to make that one not stupid. Yeah, she made <laughs> us do that work, dude. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking, dude. She kind of like, you know, a big theme we have is like when power dynamics allow people to reduce, you know, their the people under their wing or whatever to objects or to like extensions of themselves rather than helping them flourish uh, or like getting what they can out of them rather than like, having a reciprocal relationship among equals. God fucking forbid. You know what I mean? Um, Fuck, I'm doing it again. I had a really good point here. Oh, yeah, yeah. She basically treated us like she's for sure she doesn't do this because there's no evidence that she knows enough. Like she's not a typer. You know, that will eventually make sense. But the thought of her pulling up YouTube and doing this is funny. But she was doing this. Like, the people who see movies that are like, the skull's ending explained. Like, why did Pacey do that? Or like, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So it's like any movie that was like sticking with her, you know, where you're like, you know, like when you saw Silence recently, and uh-huh. you were like, that guy's full of shit. I'm like, I don't think he was that full of shit. Or maybe, uh, maybe he was. Like, that kind of stuff, rather than like, 
wow, what a great film. I'm still thinking about these important questions. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just like, no, it's just like, what y'all did write pay happen? For, yeah, y'all wrote <laughs> nothing about the skulls. Like, <laughs> you, you need pay it forward. Y'all all need to pay it forward. Like, yeah. explain to me, you know, why this character did this or stuff. And dude, it was, anyway, we could do a week on pay it forward. I own it. I mean, I haven't watched it since I bought it, but I do have it. Like, I saw it there, but I was not there for what you're describing. I, yeah, we have yeah. to eventually, okay. or and, and somehow that's that has to come out. All right, but um, anyway, yeah, I, well, I haven't finished the story of shit. the uh, the first pot smoking. We certainly haven't even gotten like fucking, fucking within hell. the universe of close to Excel. But let's uh, let's call this an episode. I think this has been great. Let's uh, or, let's let's pick that up next one. Does that that work? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. Are this we, is wonderful. I over, love this journey. I agree. Okay, are we... Did I, should we take headphones off? Yeah, that's okay. it. So anyways, it's just banter, folks. If that was something that you liked, uh, if you want to hear episode two, then uh, I've made a dedicated feed. If you just search life skills in iTunes, I think that they would come up. And uh, we will be including these on the uh, the blowout podcast feed. So... Anyways, uh, appreciate you reaching the end of the episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.